African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the rights to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. All right. Well, thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa. Thank you for joining us on our various platforms on DSTV Channel 802 on the audio bouquet. And remember, internationally, you can still uh, uh, listen to us uh, on our website on www.channelafrica.co.za. Well, I have the lucky pleasure today not to be in that uh, landlocked uh, space called uh, Gauteng in Johannesburg. But, hey, I've just got the seaside right around the corner here and the weather here. Here in Durban, where we are at the Africa uh, Travel in Daba, is very, very wonderful. We're here at uh, this beautiful uh, Durban, whereby there's just a huge, huge delegation here at the Indaba at the ICC, where various delegates in the travel industry, whether internationally or uh, domestically or continentally, are right here really for the this particular endeavor which aims to really showcase tourism on the continent and in South Africa and uh, we know that uh, a whole lot of delegates are here to really focus on tourism on the continent and thank you for joining us here on African Dialogue where from Monday to Thursday uh, we look at uh, really the big issues on the African continent. Well I'm not alone today I've got uh, the Minister of Tourism, Environment and Culture of Lesotho which is Zhuang Molapo with me and I've also got from Tourism KwaZulu-Natal Tuli Kalek Kalelegile, who is a marketing general manager uh, for tourism, KwaZulu-Natal. Thank you both for giving us your time. Let me start with you, Tuli, in terms of this conversation. And because we know that tourism in Daba has been hosted here in uh, Durban for many, many years. Tell us a little bit about why is Durban still the epicenter of hosting this biggest travel and tourism extravaganza of Africa? of years and part of the reason why we have decided to continue um, hosting this um, this extravaganza is that it provides us with a great opportunity as a province to showcase what we have on offer mm-hmm. uh, as well as to attract um, international um, continental as well as local um, uh, uh, players in the tourism industry sure. that will then allow us to then show, showcase what we have on offer. Uh, Devon is very well pay, uh, uh, placed in terms of uh, being a true gateway into, uh, into the rest of the continent. Uh, we have the two um, uh, the, the harbors, uh, um, biggest harbors, um, one here in Devon, one in Richards Bay, which affords us an opportunity to then have this direct connectivity into the continent. And we are increasingly uh, bringing, uh, bringing in a, a lot more direct flights into the, into the province, which then which therefore allows us uh, easier access into the rest of uh, in into the rest of the continent. And because of our desire then to become a true gateway, we then decided that uh, some, a, 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 a platform such as uh, Travel Indaba mm-hmm. is one of the best platforms that we could tap into 
uh, to, allow, to allow us to then uh, uh, tap into the rest of the continent as well as internationally. Now let's look at uh, tourism in KwaZulu-Natal. I know you've been speaking about Durban, but also there's been a, a shift in terms of the landscape of tourism in the entire province. I know that there's been a lot of emphasis around local tourism, mm -hmm. and there's also been a shift around uh, making sure that uh, even small entrepreneurship is uh, kind of promoted in tourism in the province. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit more about that shift. I mean, yesterday we were at, uh, what was it, Mike's uh, Lifestyle, which mm -hmm. was fantastic being there at this mm -hmm. wonderful restaurant, huge, and has a a great vibe there. It was interesting to also see how the international delegates enjoyed the environment within a township, having that, rest, that huge restaurant there. So you're starting to see the shift of emphasis around tourism in the province. I think I need to point out that um, we've always re realized the, the, the importance of um, involving small players into the tourism industry. Sure. And what we've done now, we've taken an active role in terms of making sure that we're able to do that. Mm. Um, you spoke about the shift in terms of making sure that Guazulu Natal uh, people are traveling around. One of the key things we're realizing is that uh, people are not traveling around the province. So mm. what, we, what we're doing as a, as a tourism authority is to actually encourage them to explore the province so that they become true ambassadors of, mm. the, of, of the destination. Mm. And in them exploring it, therefore, means that they become our uh, uh, spokespeople. Mm. Um, it will then encourage their networks in terms of coming here. Mm. Um, again, as a tourism destination, we are realizing that um, the growth of the sector is highly reliant on us being able to bring in new players, mm -hmm. uh, players that are, 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 are small businesses like we're speaking about. Mm -hmm. And what we have done is we've put in place uh, programs that will actually help in terms of uh, developing the guys so that they, they, they understand um, the nitty-gritties of the, of the sector mm -hmm. so that they then become... Um, uh, true and credible players that can then be uh, um, attached to uh, global and, 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 and continental people who are interested in visiting us as a destination mm -hmm. so that, that they can then be able to sell it with great authority. Mm -hmm. um, part of the reason why we decided specifically yesterday mm -hmm. to have the, the, um, the welcome cocktail at Maxis mm -hmm. is that we wanted to showcase what we have, especially with regards to, to uh, township tourism, sure. so that people understand that even if even when they come into the townships, we still have um, very great products that they can um, they, that they can sell mm -hmm. uh, when they go back into their destinations. So part of that was then to showcase what the townships have, have on offer, and we are going to be taking our our uh, uh, visitors here into. Uh, more uh, post tours so that they get to see and sample the products that we have available here. Sure, let me bring in the Minister from Lesotho. He's the Minister of Tourism, Environment and Culture. Thank you, Minister, for also giving us your time. That's Zhuang Mulapo. Um, in terms of your participation in this particular gathering, I know that uh, this gathering has actually transformed. It started having a very South African context and has now moved into looking at tourism from a continental level and has that very much African agenda. Tell us a little bit about Lesotho's um, presence here and what you'd like to achieve with your delegate minister. Well, I think a very important part of Lesotho's uh, presence here is to try and take advantage exactly of that synergy mm. that we're trying to create between the uh, various international participants or the various regional participants in tourism. Uh, South Africa has been for a very long time 
uh, a very, very important and very popular uh, international tourist uh, destination. Mm. Uh, Lesotho has the longest land border with South Africa of all the countries in the, in the region. Mm. Uh, we border KwaZulu-Natal, we border Mpumalanga, we border um, no, um, the Free State, sure. uh, the Eastern Cape. Mm. So we are very much at the center of, um, of, of the Southern African region and we have an opportunity to take uh, advantage of those things. Uh, it's very, as we talk about the visitors moving from one African country to the next, uh, there is a great opportunity for, for that when that happens for visitors who come to South Africa to part of their of their visit to the region to have days that they take up in Lesotho. Similarly, if somebody leaves uh, their original country of origin with an intention of coming to Lesotho, they can augment their mm. tourism experience by visiting South Africa or er, any of the other countries uh, in the region. Mm. So as the nature of this uh, particular conference has changed. Mm. I think it's also reflective of how uh, our attitudes and our positions uh, have continued to evolve as, as countries that are, that, are, that are doing tourism in the region. Just to elaborate on that, because I think it's fantastic that I have you both working on different levels of tourism. I mean, you're working on a national level and Tuli's working from a provincial level. And I think that, that kind of synergy is very important to have those conversations at the same time, because that connection is important, not just to think of tourism from a one-country basis or not only to think of it from a provincial basis, not to think of also from a local viewpoint, but to think of it regionally. That has been a new emphasis in terms of how Africa is seeing the tourism opportunities that lie within it. How important is that look that if you have a BNB maybe in the middle of Soweto somewhere, you're also thinking that, hey, people can actually travel all the way to Lesotho to have another BNB experience there and linking those experiences. Well, look, for us, it's very, very important. Uh, we have, we share, for example, the Transfrontier National Park, uh, the Kashamba National Park, sure. and, and our national park at Sikhlava Tepe uh, are very important elements of our, of our relationship mm. with the province of KwaZulu-Natal. Uh, on the other hand, we have a, a, a long history, language issues with the province of, of the Free State. Mm. And that's part of our... And similarly, in the south of Lesotho, you find that uh, there are very long-term relationships between Basotho and people who live in the Eastern Cape. Mm. So, and Basutu migrant workers have worked throughout South Africa and in, and in Gauteng in particular. So, uh, for us, when we talk about uh, those potential coming together, uh, those similarities, the ability for a person to move from one area to the other, it, to us it talks about uh, a very clear and uh, formula as to how we enhance tourism in our, in, in our country. Mm. So... Yeah, you know, for us, it, it, it really is the centerpiece. Mm -hmm. uh, South Africa has a lot of the infrastructure that will help to bring tourists mm -hmm. to the region. It's then for us to, to work very closely with them as to how we then move those people from South Africa as well as into the countries of, of, of the region. Mm -hmm. So um, once the, when the conversation is really about integration, mm -hmm. then it is one which we believe will bring benefit to all the countries that participate in that, in that integration process. And Tuli, you were speaking about that issue earlier on around how um, KZN is also becoming an entry point for also international visitors. I know last year the big talking point was a direct flight. I think it was from London to, to, um, 
Durban itself. And that was a big kind of celebration at this uh, Indaba last year when I attended. And we were talking about that a lot. How important is that in terms of as a, a provincial body for you guys to think, okay, how do we actually link um, other countries as KZN in terms of the tourism experience? Do you think about those ideas a lot? One of the key things that we say, let's just talk maybe statistics mm. uh, in terms of the number of people that come into KZN. Sure. Um, from the, uh, last year, for instance, about 60% of our international tourists actually came from the, from, from the continent. Mm. So as a, as, a, as a tourism authority, we're now seriously taking that into account given the, the impact it has in terms of our GDP as a province and also the impact it has in terms of uh, job creation as a result of people coming here. 60% is actually a, a, a massive um, a, a percentage and therefore you need to take that seriously. Sure. So in order for us then to be able to be effective players and, and, and create these connectivities, um, accessibility then becomes quite critical. Mm. And uh, when I speak accessibility, I'm talking about air accessibility, sure. uh, which is why... Um, the likes of uh, British Airways then became quite critical for us because of the network that it, it, it enables us to get within the KZN province. Mm. When I also talk of accessibility, I'm talking about road infrastructure. Mm. The minister had spoken about um, how close we are in terms of uh, the Lesotho border mm. and, and, and um, what makes it even closer is, is the availability of proper road infrastructure which then in, enables us to do that. Mm. KZN has that and we are taking um, a lot more uh, focus in terms of making sure that we improve Improving on the on those on that infrastructure mm. because it is that that is going to enable us to get access into the into the rest of the continent. Um, we're also doing a lot of um, now really relationship building so that at least there is an understanding of uh, when we start we, we, we speak about itineraries that we're building for sure. uh, our our tourists that are coming at, that are coming into into Deben Guazulu Natal for instance. We now are in close proximity to the likes of uh, Lesotho. Mm. The 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 bridge that has been built into Mozambique is actually the, into, the, into that country as well. Sure. So um, we, there's a lot of work that we are doing in terms of making sure that we are able to then improve on this accessibility simply because of the, the, the economic impact it has if we actually take that seriously. Let's speak about challenges around itineraries because sometimes that can be a fragmented space that mm-hmm. we don't have a central point where international and local visitors or tourists can kind of understand the corridors and the experiences within those corridors. Mm -hmm. And in the world of the fourth industrial revolution, definitely we should have an app now Mm -hmm. that is linked to SADC or some regional body that allows travelers to understand that there are certain traveling corridors that they can move on to actually experience the region as a whole. Mm -hmm. What more can be done around those challenges? You certainly are right in, say, in saying that there's a lot more we need to do in mm. terms of making sure we do that. Um, there's a lot of uh, programs that we're now putting in place uh, to explore exactly exactly what we've been sp- uh, speaking about. Uh, programs that are geared towards making sure that we are creating those um, the, the, these synergies between us as mm. uh, as region within, especially within the SADC um, SADC Park of the. Oh, 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 
of the continent. Mm. I have spoken to issues of infrastructure. Sure. One of the key things that we need to do is to actually make sure that we are in, we're continuously improving on that so as to make sure that accessibility into the continent becomes even that much easier. Mm. There is also relationships that we are building from an air accessibility point of view. Right now we have um, a ProFlight Zambia which is uh, flying directly into, um, into Deb and Guazulu Natal. Mm. We are looking at saying how, how else can we then use air accessibility from a continental point of view to make sure that we are able to get um, key players coming into the province and also key players going into those various regions from the province. Um, also a lot of, a lot of um, uh, relationships that we are building from, a, from a, a trade point of view just so as to make sure that from a SADC region we are able to then tap onto the opportunities that our tourism is providing for us um, in terms of the economic growth, not just for the KZN region, also for the, for the continent as well. Mm. So all of those uh, talks are in place uh, and uh, eventually um, we, we, will, we will then need to come to a conclusion where we are able to then have a central repository that you, 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 you're talking about that will then allow us to truly be a, 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 a network um, within the SADC region that will allow us to get uh, to Taurus. Your thoughts, Minister? I, I, I agree entirely with what you says. What I really wanted, to, what I would really like to add is that I think a very important consideration is that <clears throat> for these corridors to work, mm -hmm. they have to uh, be directly accessible to our own people. Okay. And uh, we still have the, the technology gap that we mm -hmm. need to bridge with uh, those people who are who, who ultimately are what the tourists are most interested in. It's the human interaction, it's the human experience, it's the wonderful culture of Kwazulu Natal and the indigenous people of Kwazulu Natal, it's the culture of the Basutu people, the indigenous culture of the Basutu people. That is what the tourist wants to experience. Mm. And, and yet, uh, we are still, I think, a little bit behind mm. in terms of uh, developing those products, presenting them in such a way that uh, when I am uh, booking my itineraries when I'm uh, planning my holiday, I can I can ensure that we are meeting with those uh, particular players. Mm. And I think that uh, if we are able to address that challenge, so that uh, our people are increasingly uh, active participants in both in uh, at, you know come to my facility, come to my uh, location, we can provide this experience for you when you come here. I think when we do that, then the uh, corridors themselves will, will, will come alive. Uh, you know, at, at, at government to government or at government to province level, uh, I think a lot of work has been done. Mm -hmm. the, the, the very good agreements have been reached between, for example, uh, Ukasamba mm -hmm. and the Sitlaba thing on mm -hmm. the Lusutu side. Mm -hmm. But for it to really be a living thing, it's for now the people, the, the tour operators, etc., etc., for them now to be driving that process with, with government having facilitated what it needs to facilitate. Will so that I actually take an endeavor of its own to facilitate that progress? Because it's about bringing all these fantastic destinations and products and all both of these province or both of these countries or local destinations into a, a synergized space. Well, definitely. Mm. But I think what is, what is already clear is that there is an intention on the part of both governments for that to happen. Mm. So once we've dealt with the high-level legislative issues, it's then for then another process of engagement to happen. That now we say, look, to the players, mm. you've been saying for a long time that uh, you need to have the coming together happen. It's happened. Now we've, we've handed it back to you with, mm. what, with all the support that we can give you for yeah. that process to go forward. Now turn it into something that uh, when somebody is 
in whatever country they are in, and now they've decided that they're coming to Southern Africa, that they are able to truly experience uh, South Af- Southern Africa in all of its diversity, enjoy the, the wonderful hospitality of, of, of Kozum Natal, sure. similarly enjoy the wonderful hospitality of, of Lesotho, and as you come out of Lesotho, you move into the Eastern Cape, mm. and then possibly from there you get on to your next transport in the Eastern Cape, and you're traveling to Botswana, you're traveling to to Swaziland. Sure. But at the end of the day, when you leave the, because we see that the, the issue of regional travel yeah. is one that is beginning to attract uh, a, a lot of overseas visitors. So we, we are now packaging our product in such a way that uh, you can experience the region when you are here. Well, fantastic. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and continue uh, the discussions. Uh, thank you to uh, Tuli uh, from uh, Tourism KwaZulu Natal. Thank you for giving us your time. I'm going to stay with the minister just to continue a little bit of this conversation with him. And then I think we have other guests that will kind of join us in this conversation. We're going to continue to speak about this idea of intra-connection when it comes to tourism on the African continent. We're broadcasting live from the Africa in Daba right here at uh, the Durban IC. You're with us right here on African Dialogue and you're listening to Channel Africa. Swiss chocolate wouldn't be Swiss chocolate without African cocoa. <laughs> you know, it's funny when you think about it that way because you realize just how important Africa is to the global economy. And as long as we are deemed to be inferior by the community out there, nothing's ever going to change. I believe it's one of the uh, ancient Greek philosophers who said that when we teach, we'll learn twice. Hello, Africa. Welcome to 1,000 African Voices on Channel Africa. 1,000 African Voices every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. with repeats on Sundays between 10 and 11 as well as on Monday morning between 3 and 4 Central African Time. 1,000 African Voices with me, Awurengwi C on Channel Africa. The voice of the African Renaissance from an African perspective. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, we're right here at the Africa Travel in Daba, and uh, we're broadcasting live from the Durban uh, Convention Center. There's a buzz here, delegates, uh, uh, tourism products uh, all around uh, this uh, exhibition center that we are here. And uh, we've been speaking about the importance of the shift that has been taking place and been emphasized upon for a couple of years now. But it seems like there still needs to be more work that's been done to connect Africa Africa's tourism experiences and that we've been speaking to Zhuang Mulapo who is uh, the Minister of Tourism and Environment and Culture of Lesotho and now we also joined by Stephen Sanyi Masaba joining us from the wildlife uh, in Uganda that's the Uganda Wildlife Authority he's the Director of Tourism and Business Services well thank you uh, Stephen for joining me and uh, the Minister for this conversation Conversation. Welcome to our program. Oh, thank you very much. Nice to be here. Uh, how is it in terms of your experience so far? Tell us a little bit about what your group wants to do here, what you actually want to uh, promote uh, from a tourism perspective. Uh, thank you so much and thank you for having me here. Uh, Stephen Masava is my name and uh, we have come from Uganda with a team of uh, private sector uh, partners who okay. have come to showcase what you can, Uganda can do. We do have come here for a number of years. I think this is the fifth or sixth year that we've been coming, awesome. and therefore this is not a new market to us. Mm. But still, there is room for us to work better and even improve the relationships that we have mm. 
You may want to know that Uganda and South Africa have a, a common history. During the days of struggle for independence, we used to work together and a lot of uh, your people came and set base in Uganda and we still have a lot of strength, uh, historical linkage. Um, uh, we do have a lot of business going on. I think South Africa exports about $500 million of goods to Uganda and we also send out some. And some of the major businesses we have is MTN, uh, ShopRite is there, Stanvik is there, and a lot of hotel chains that, um, that, that are there. And I think on a personal note, uh, the, the current uh, president, Ramaphosa, uh, his son marries a Ugandan, uh, <laughs> Ugandan daughter. So we have a lot in common, but more so sure. the two uh, countries uh, share some common things, but also some differences that we all can comp comparative advantage. You do have a beautiful coastline that's mm. well developed. Mm. Uh, Uganda is a land, uh, we say land, not landlocked, but land linked with the rest of the yes, neighbors. Sure. So we don't have a coastline that you have. Mm. But we also boast of the largest lake, uh, Lake Victoria, and the longest river starting from there. Sure. So that people are used only to the coastal uh, development and, and marine tourism mm. can also come and do internal tourism. Yeah. Uh, you also have a great landscape, uh, Drakensberg Mountains. We have the Cape Boca in, 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 in Cape Town uh, that I have done myself, but also very good relationship in terms of labor. Yeah. Ugandan people come here to work, and also a few people that come over to do business. Uh, we do have unique wildlife. Mm. I think the, you don't have the mountain gorillas that we boast of, and I've come <laughs> to show you this, how sure. mountain gorillas Fantastic. look like. Oh, yeah, I love yeah. this image. Yeah? So yeah? this is, yes, so... Those only exist within Rwanda, uh, Uganda, and the Democratic Republic of Congo. Mm. And people that come there to see them, these are, our, these are in the family of great apes where man also is. Yeah. Are they not ape. dangerous? They look really mean, these ones. No, well, <laughs> no, no. Uh, once uh, we take them through a process of habituation where okay. within a year or two they can accept to see and, 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 and keep away from human beings. All right. That's a very great. We also have a lot of great landscapes. The Rift Valley in the western part of Uganda uh, offers a very great landscape with crater lakes, mountains, mm, wow. water bodies and so on. And then in the center where you have Lake Victoria, you do have a great culture. We have a king, mm. king, kingdoms and, and all that that uh, sure. people aspire. You know, so yes. Stephen, you, you're highlighting this particular... Yes attraction of Uganda in yes. such a poetic way, I have to say. <laughs> but I have to also yes. ask you questions because with the minister, we've been speaking around the issue yes. of interconnectivity when it comes yes. to tourism on the yes, African yes, continent, yes, yes, yes. making sure that if someone is visiting South Africa, someone's visiting Lesotho, yes. they can also you know, have the same um, opportunity to also in the same experience move on to Uganda. Yes. We have challenges in that regard in terms of synergizing the information portals, in terms of those experiences. We have to start working away from the notion that one country is promoting its own tourism. How, how do you think we can do that much better to have more partnerships from country to country? Right. Uh, thank you very much. I think so far there is an effort being done. Uh, uh. When I came here, we came by South African Airlines mm. and we have direct flights uh, that almost every day to, to Uganda, so which yes. is good. Uh, but Uganda is also part of the big East African region comprising mm. five countries. Mm. So if you enter Kenya and, and uh, enter Kenya, you enter Uganda, Rwanda, Tanzania, mm. and Southern, Southern Sudan, mm. we are part of a big uh, region of 280 million 
people, sure. so any relationship. And I think until recently, Sadak was far away from us. Mm. But uh, we negotiated our way into doing tourism because I think either Tanzania or one of the countries sure. was a member of Sadak, mm. okay. and we were part of the East African community. We were sure. then allowed to have a full exhibition here. Uh, so I think, yes, despite the uh, challenges, um, maybe of the historical nature, I see internet is flowing. Mm. We use MTN in Uganda. Yeah, when sure. I came here, my Airtel line just mm. quickly switched me on. So sure. there's a bit of uh, in, in connectivity in terms of internet. Sure. Airline connectivity is there. Mm. Road infrastructure, I think there used to be the Great North Road that mm. used to move from Cape to, to Cairo. Sure. I think uh, with the standing a few challenges, you can still drive. Mm. Uh, and with private partners linking us through business, uh, shop rights of this mm. world, stand big game, mm. and all of which are big house. Yeah. old names yeah. i think we can do a lot together you so know let me, let me come to the minister because that's very interesting what you, what he highlighted because it also feeds into the au's kind of 2030 roadmap vision in terms of the intertrade that is becoming uh, an emphasis um, for from that continental body in itself and um, minister mulapo these kind of issues of that interconnection in terms of roads, in terms of transport, in terms of internet, how far are we? I hear that uh, Stephen has highlighted just some of the, the positives around that. Oh, look, I mean, how, how far are we? <clears throat> we have to look around the world and, 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 and see what others are doing when it comes to coming together. Mm. And uh, the process of this uh, regional development or regional development bodies uh, you know, the EU started, for example, many, many years before uh, we, went, we began to go down that path as, as African countries. Uh, but it has worked for the European Union countries. And I think that once there has been a general agreement in, in amongst the African countries that this is a model that can work for us, uh, you've begun to see the barriers that keep us apart uh, going and, 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 and coming together uh, and falling away. Uh, he's correct in saying that uh, we now talk about road infrastructure uh, across regions and across uh, the various countries. Uh, Uganda, he says, is, is linked, linked to, to its neighbors. Mm. But uh, to move goods from Uganda to the rest of the world, you need to move across, uh, you need to move across uh, Kenya, mm. and therefore it's very important for the road infrastructure in Kenya to link up with the road infrastructure in, in Uganda mm. so that we can move goods uh, and services you know, between the, between the countries of mm. the region. And so at a political level, uh, there is now a much greater cooperation uh, at that level. Mm. I, I think as well, uh, specifically if you talk about coming together at, at a tourism level, mm. it's very, very important for us to talk about uh, how our potential clients view us. Mm. Uh, they still view, they talk about Africa. And yeah, they don't speak about yes, they talk about country Africa. by country. Sure. And, and, and therefore, and, and I think it's very important for us to take, to, to, to let them come to Africa and to then say to people, you know, Africa is, uh, Africa is East Africa, uh, Uganda, Kenya, Rwanda, South Sudan, that there's a whole experience mm. to be had there. Mm. But there's also West Africa. Yeah. And it's a completely, it's also a beautiful experience. Yeah. Uh, you need to be able to move across to, to West Africa. Mm. Uh, we have North Africa. 
which is, is which is a completely uh, diverse, but it also has a lot to offer. And then you come to Southern Africa. So we as Africans, I think that once we uh, are talking to each other and understanding how important it is for us to 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 sing from the same hymn, same hymn book, for us to not necessarily be in competition with each other, but more in, in cooperation with each other, then we can uh, create a system where we, we all benefit in a, in a very positive way from, uh, from, from tourism. Uh, you know, I'm looking at the Ugandan National Park. Yeah. Uh, they have an offering that we don't have. Mm. Uh, but we have a set of products that, that, that clearly identify... And it's interesting that it's even within the same w- wildlife space. Yes. Yeah. So uh, our, we, when you come to Africa, you have, uh, I'm sure the cuisine mm. you know, in, in Uganda is yes. completely different uh, yeah. from sure. what we are eating uh, here sure, in, sure. In, in, in South Africa. So there's a culinary experience to be had there. There's a culinary experience mm. to, be, to be had here. I think the, the one thing that is really, uh, the only thing that is really common across the African continent is the hospitality of its people. Yes, sure. You will get a warm welcome irrespective of where you go on, on the continent. Well, we're about to wrap up this conversation and I'd like to also deal around the issues of red tape, around visas, around those kind of issues in terms of should, should we now start thinking of uh, a more um, different way of approaching that as, as a region because sometimes those create more limitations, especially for international visitors. Your, your thoughts on that, yes. Stephen? I mean, you yeah, work yes. in, in this uh, as, as I come to that, I just want to talk about the already existing commonalities. Uh, okay. For example, conservation bodies. Uh, you have okay. South African uh, conservation body that we work with uh, yeah. separately uh, out, outside the, the, the other... I think Africa in the past was seen as one big block, and even up to now. So we need to take advantage of being... African because then we offer a complete experience and the person can tour the rest of the country using infrastructure to, to network and have a complete experience. Uh, yes, accessibility and uh, the red tape. Yes, um, two things have happened. I think in the last uh, few years, uh, South Africa and a few other countries in the South opened their countries for no visa regime. They mm-hmm. uh, um, just one myself i travel here without a visa but mm. yeah, i just used my passport okay. but of course this is only for a certain a group of people yeah uh, there are also certain people that were not able to travel because the requirements are a little bit seven days is required and so on so some people have not made it so i think there is a need uh, for all our countries to start opening up borders and genuinely so mm. so that people can travel and in this travel there is opportunity for everybody to learn and also gain and gain from it and when mm. people come here they will spend on accommodation food and and also learn and pick mm. experiences sure. so when there are still restrictions and i know some of our people uh, uh, couldn't make it mm. but o- on one hand the positive experience that i was able to travel without a visa was mm. good but we need to be a little bit more open uh, can we be ro- more robust on that issue of um, that openness when it comes to visa applications, because that can be a pain for travelers sometimes in Africa. Look, uh, uh, you know, I think we have to be, we have to be, um, we, we understand how beneficial it would be for us if, when we maximize movement between, our two, with, between all of our countries yeah. on, on the continent. We also understand that, um, unfortunately, 
there are still a number of security challenges uh, on, on the continent. Yeah. And therefore, we have to find the right balance between those, between those two. Mm-hmm. I think that um, what we need to, to do is to create systems that means that if a visitor has a Uganda visa in their passport and Uganda has vetted that person and, and satisfied themselves that this person is, is the right sort of person to be on our continent, then it should be easy then immediately to move from Uganda to all of the countries in the region yeah. because the, that stamp or the Uganda visa is, is, is in the passport. Mm. So I, I, I think that, um, I think that uh, we might have this visa regime in place for a, a little longer, mm. but it, it, it has to evolve. Sure in such a way that uh, really it helps us to facilitate the movement of people that, that are good and, and bringing in contribution to our region and has got to be tight so that people who are, unfortunately, there are still undesirable elements uh, everywhere you go in the world and we need to have a way to, uh, to ensure the, the safety and security of, of, of our countries. But I think that the most important issue is that uh, the, uh, the, at a technical level, sure. the ability of African countries to work with each other, to exchange right. information, uh, our security services to come mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. means that uh, on the surface, at least as far as you interacting with it as a traveler, mm-hmm. you will find a more open and accommodating mm-hmm. process, whereas in the background, the, the security issues are, are able to be taken care of uh, in a satisfactory way. So I think that uh, technology in that regard is helping us to, to deal with those issues. But uh, I would like a situation where if you land in Kampala, mm-hmm. uh, having come from outside and you, you're, you're there, then you're good for everybody in, in Africa. The same way that if you land in Maseru, yeah. the authorities in Kampala would say that if you fly from Maseru now and you're saying that we're now moving to another destination, they'll say that, no, if you have a Lusutu visa, it means that your visa is open for you for you to do business in Africa. Fantastic. Thank you, Honorable Minister, for giving us your time. That's Minister of Tourism, Environment and Culture from Lesotho, Juan Mulapo. Thank you as well to the Director of Tourism and Business Services at the Uganda Wildlife Authority, that uh, Stephen Masaba. Thank you both for giving us your time and extending this very uh, interesting conversation, especially from a continental level. Well, that's it from us here at uh, the Africa uh, in Daba uh, that is uh, uh, still underway. We'll be with you uh, tomorrow. Same place, same time, right here on African Dialogue. And uh, we'll be giving you updates as well uh, during the day. So do stay tuned in right here on Channel Africa. But right now I'm going to sign back uh, to our Johannesburg studio where we're going to get our business news and we're also going to have our sports thereafter. But uh, we'll be with you doing more crossings during the day. So do stay with us right here at Channel Africa as we give you the action of uh, the Africa terrible travel in Daba. Until next time.